Hello and welcome to the Oreos in the Know podcast, featuring Avon Community School Corporation Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham. Twice a month, Dr. Windham has a conversation with students, educators, district leaders, and some other special guests who are in the know, so you can be in the know too. So pull up a chair and listen in, and thank you for joining us on the Orioles in the Know. Hello and welcome to Orioles in the Know, a podcast from the Avon Community School Corporation. I'm Scott Windham, the superintendent of Avon Schools, and we record two podcasts each month to highlight some aspect of our amazing schools, staff, and students. I told a group of teachers this morning that I'm trying to make myself reflect a bit on this school year. It's been very busy and this school year has been like no other and things have been so intense for so long that it's easy to just move on to the next decision and not take time to reflect about all that we have been through and more importantly, all that our students have accomplished. One of the things I'm most proud of is how our students, staff and community have rallied together during this incredibly challenging time of the pandemic. One of the most incredible examples of that is in our Avon High School Orchestra program. And I'm joined today by the uh, High School Orchestra Director and Performing Arts Department Chair, Dean Westman, as as well as two students, Sam Crook and Abby Heck. So thanks for being here today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Absolutely. Great. So, Dean, before we get into the specifics of uh, these students and the group that they have been a part of this year, the the orchestra program in Avon is relatively young. And I love hearing you talk about how the orchestra program came about into being and also how it has grown in a relatively short amount of time. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it feels like it's happened in a day and sometimes it feels like it's happened in the 14 years that it's happened. Um, but that's when we started and the students and I were just talking about this actually in our last rehearsal because we've had some really neat, um, memories show up on our Facebook feeds recently, but the program did start in the fall of 2007 with me and 38 beginners. Um, and, uh, we grew the program a little bit each year, and we are in year 14 as a program. Uh, but just this past week was the 10-year anniversary of our very first high school ISMA full orchestra performance. Wow. 10 years ago, we only had freshman strings and then like the most amazing wind and percussion section ever because they were all seniors in our incredible band program. And, uh, and that was the beginning. And then a few years later was our first senior class of 2014. And that was also the first time we made state finals. We finished third. We've been a state finalist every year since. And then we're fortunate enough to, to be the back-to-back state champions in 2018 and 2019. That's awesome. And now how many students are in the orchestra program across our schools? Uh, grade six through 12, it's over 600 students. Um, and then we have five orchestra directors. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's the part that I love. It, it started, uh, you know, it did start with just me and the small group of kids and it's a thing now. It, it, and, and I'm so proud of them. And I'm so glad you're going to be talking to the kids today because the great thing for me, looking back on it now, I, ju- I just turned 50 last week. So I've been doing a lot of Happy looking birthday. back on. Thank you. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but, and you don't need to edit the ugh out. Um, <laughs> but I have been reflecting a lot. And what I'm really proud of with the program at this point in our history is not the trophies and the whatever, but the goal was, because I was in my mid to late thirties when I started the program, um, I think it was 36, 37 years old, I wasn't a kid. And I had made so many of the mistakes that we all make as teachers. So I, I wanted this to be the most mission driven organization that I had ever 
you know, been a part of. And that's what I'm proud of. It's it, the awards are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I keep telling these guys that impresses me more is that as high as their level of greatness is, their sense of goodness is so much more. And as long as our goodness is more important than our greatness, I think we're going to be in really great shape. And the, the, the students you have here are just such a, a perfect example of our goodness. Thank you. Well, that's a great segue to the, to the two of you, to Sam and Abby. So talk a little bit about the Chamber Orchestra Club. How did that, how many students were involved in that and how did that come about? Well, um, it started when I was talking to one of my friends from a different high school. She said that they had a um, chamber club and I thought that was something that was really cool. And um, so I reached out to some of my friends and to Mr. Westman and I said, we have to get this started. And um, eventually that led to the hospice recitals that we did over the summer. Um, We just went out and played um, every Friday at noon um, to some of the hospice patients and um, Since then, we've had a couple meetings during the school year, and I think the hospice suicidals are still in the... Um, future, so <laughs> Mr. Yep. Westman. Oh no, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, we, uh, the the pandemic has dictated so yeah. much of that yeah. since we've gotten back, but uh, we we remain committed to that. Absolutely, sure. So talk about that a little bit. That that um, what what you just mentioned, playing at the hospice facility, uh, led to a national award that the this that you received um, the National Heart of the Arts Award from the National Federation of State High School. Associations, and they they recognized um, what you all did through the pandemic um, at the hospice center. So, can you talk a little bit, and either one of you, Abby or Sam, talk about um, what that what that involved? How did you decide to to go there, and and then what did that look like when you performed? Well, um, I know for me, um, Mr. Westman kind of just reached out to me and said, "We've got this opportunity to play at the hospice centers," and um, uh, so I kind of just reached out to most of my cello section. We reached out to the whole orchestra. We reached out to alums and stuff like that. And um, we were able to go and we could play anything from a classical piece to Disney or pop. And um, it was less about the actual performance than the connections we made with the patients. Um, It was beneficial for us as it was beneficial for them. And it was a really, really special experience. Yeah, every week, Mr. Westman would send out a message in GroupMe or Schoology um, to the cellos, and I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. I'd love to do this because I know for me, at least, um, I knew it was going to be my senior year right away, and I wanted to find as many opportunities to play as I could. And then every week I went, it just grew into something bigger and bigger. So when you um, talked about how it grew into something bigger and bigger, and then also, Abby, you talked about how beneficial it was for you to be a part of that. What what parts do you think you'll take away from this and just always remember? What was most beneficial for the, the two of you? Well, I know for me, there's one specific experience that really stands out. One of the days it was raining and we had to play on individual patios instead of in the main back patio for just all the patients. So I went to this one lady's door and she was sitting right there and I was able to watch her as I played. And it was amazing because usually when we play, we can see the audience, we can see there's people there, but then I could see the expressions on her face and how she reacted to everything I was playing. And it just made me realize, you know, I'm playing this for other people, Mm. not for me. Yeah, uh, definitely going off of what Sam said, um, it kind of makes you realize that music is so much more than just note accuracy and 
playing everything correctly. It's more about the connection you make with the audience. And um, I know one time when I was playing um, in individual rooms, um, I was playing uh, somewhere over the rainbow. And afterwards, the patient just looked at me and said, thank you. That brought back lots of memories. And that was like the most important thing to me because I was just like, well, that's why I'm here. I just want to make this comfortable. And it was really special for me to hear like the audience's like reactions right there as we were talking. And so it's way different from performing like for a big audience or anything like that. It just, it's more of an interpersonal relationship you get to make with them. That's amazing. And you know, one of the things that we talk about in Avon a lot is that we, um, we support the whole child and it, 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 part of that is your academic growth. And Mr. Westman was bragging on both of you before we started recording that, you know, you're both great students and, and, uh, clearly excellent students representing Avon High School, but then also these kinds of experiences that, that you'll hopefully take with you the rest of your life and, and remember, you know, some of these, these incredible experiences that you had as a part of the orchestra program. So, Mr. Westman, when you think about kind of what your biggest takeaway from this experience uh, was or, or, you know, some of your biggest takeaways, what, what would you say those were? Oh, you know, it reaffirmed everything I believe at the hardest time in my career. Because if you put this in the perspective of these kids didn't just let's go play at a hospice, this was last year. You know, it's it's going to be easy to forget where we were when we talk about this. But this was like March, April, and May of last year. This thing was just starting, and so it took courage, it took commitment on their part, um, and it took compassion. I remember a few years ago, I talked to the, uh, and I got to do the keynote at the NHS induction. And I talked about this. I wanted them to be C students, which seems bizarre to talk about in an NHS induction. But we talked about things like community, compassion, courage, caring. And uh, so it's easy to say those things. And I've said these to the students. It's easy to give a great pep talk after a back-to-back state championship when everything's going great. And you can say, I believe in this and this and, you know, here's my philosophy and here's our mission. It's a whole different thing when you're in the middle of a global pandemic and so much of what you care about has been taken away. And now uh, you're you're just thankful to be playing for anybody. And then this hospice thing falls in your lap and you, and you just see it for what they described it, which is a life-changing experience. And I come back to the mission that the mission of the orchestra when we started was to create life-changing experiences for our students, school, and community. We've done some really cool stuff, but I would argue there's probably no more hitting the bullseye of the mission in our 14 year history than this hospice program. Absolutely. Well, and one of the things, uh, uh, this this group of teachers that I was talking with this morning, I, I and I said, you know, we, we really do need to be reflecting because it is easy to forget how far we've come and and what it was like in March, April, May, June, when this was all so new to us. And so I've been trying to force myself to reflect a little bit and slow down. And and the week before school started, Mr. Westman texted me and said, you really need to come see what the orchestra players are doing at, at the hospice facility. And it was the week before school, which is always a stressful time for us. But it was also the week before starting school, first coming back in the, in the country, I believe. Um, it was very stressful at, at our office. And so Dean texted me and I thought, oh, I don't have time. Okay, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to make, it was one of the most powerful things mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And um it, it touched me in a way that I, I will always remember. I didn't have to think back and reflect on that because it was so fresh 
particularly when one of the hospice, um, and I don't remember who was playing, but someone was playing and one of the hospice uh, workers came over to me and said, you know, that's, that may be the last thing that that patient hears. And I thought, gosh, how powerful what you, what you guys are doing and the impact that you are having on, um, people in some cases in the final moments of their life. And what an amazing, um, experience, uh, that, that you were a part of. So that, that is one of the things that I will always remember about uh, the week before starting school in a global pandemic, uh, because it was such a, um, a boost for me that, uh, that I, I know it's been a boost for others as well. So Sam, you talked about that you are a senior. So what are you going to do next year? So next year I'm leaning towards IU Bloomington and I'm going to major in neuroscience and I really hope to continue playing the cello. I didn't audition for the music school, but things like the hospice and playing over the past four years have really made me fall in love with the cello and what it can do for other people. And I think if I don't keep doing this, it'll be wasted. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to try my best to find something, some way to do it. I'm also going to try and keep running, keep, <laughs> um, I'm a big cross country runner. I really like to be fit, feel fit, just the benefits that come with it. Try and keep kind of the best parts of my life together, even though I'll be out of high school. Absolutely. That's great. Well, you are one busy guy. Yeah, definitely. All right, Abby, what about you? You sound like, uh, even though you are a junior, uh, that you have a pretty incredible opportunity ahead of you for next year. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, next year I'll actually be heading to Interlochen Arts Academy for my senior year. Um, I'll be, um, I guess, kind of majoring in classical cello performance. Um, So basically it's part of my day is focused on academics and the rest of it is solely music focused. And beyond that, I'm hopefully going to be attending a, either a music-focused university or um, a conservatory, and um, hopefully... Getting me free tickets to the New York Philharmonic. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Use those connections, Mr. Westman. You worked hard for that, right? You can say it. That's the goal in life is say your phone New York. Number. Yeah, I have, I have my personal doctor here. You're a neurophysicist. And I have free tickets to Carnegie Hall. That, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, that is so impressive. And uh, I know Mr. Westman was saying he's had very few students that are eligible for that program. And uh, what a huge accomplishment, both of you, uh, in, in what you've accomplished in high school, both academically, but then also, you know, just being great, well-rounded uh, human beings that are going to accomplish amazing things in this world. And, and that is uh, why people like Mr. Westman and myself do what we do to see students like you that are just going to uh, make the world a better place. Abby, how long have you attended Avon schools? Oh, I've been here since kindergarten. Look at that. This is, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, how long have you attended school in Avon? I've been here since first grade. I love to hear those stories. I love when I ask students who have accomplished incredible things, how long they've been in Avon. And when they say kindergarten, first grade, it makes for one proud superintendent because uh, you all are such great representatives of what Avon Schools does from an early age to prepare you for the kind of experiences that you're looking at when you head off to college. That's fantastic. Uh, Mr. Westman, anything you want to say to close us out? Yeah, actually, and I'm going to take you a little bit left turn on your on your closeout because these guys could not have said it. I mean, the only thing you needed to do different was have just them and not me because they they're everything that is great about 
Avon, our, you know, our, I always, uh, Avon, a valley of neighbors. And I listen to these guys talk. Um, but I also want to let the folks who listen to the podcast know that they'll probably see uh, pretty soon that once again, our community has received this best communities for music education award. That is one of those things we seem to win every year. Um, but it's because of students like this. It's because we have principals and teachers who support the arts. It's because this is still a community that uh, that Valley of Neighbors truly, um, you know, gets what, everybody knows what you put into being part of an orchestra, a band, a sport, anything. I wish we talked more about what we get out of. Mm -hmm. And I think these students are just such great examples for parents who have younger kids going, well, when my kid gets to sixth grade, do I want them to be involved in orchestra, band, choir? And I would tell you, I think Sam and Abby kind of asked, answer that question for the audience. It's not about training the next Yo-Yo Ma cellist uh, or the great, you know, the next great opera star or whatever. It's knowing that Sam is going to be a better neurosurgeon because of the experience he has, the creative thinking that he's had to, to, to you know, just the inherent traits that come along with doing this. And um, so when folks see that, uh, that particular award, because I know around this is the time of year mm -hmm. where we'll, we'll, be, we'll be celebrating that. I want them to get that. That really is a community celebration. It is celebrating that this entire community equals excellence in music education. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being a, a part of this, and I look forward to, to seeing all that you accomplish in the future. You've got uh, a, a incredibly bright futures ahead of you, so thanks very much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having us. And you've been listening to Orioles in the Know featuring Avon School Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham. To stay in the know, be sure to follow Dr. Scott Windham at Avon Souped. That's at A-V-O-N-S-U-P-T or Avon Schools at Avon Tweets on Twitter or like Avon Schools on Facebook. You can always visit the corporation website at avon-schools.org or call the central office at 317-544-6000. That's 317-544-6000. Finally, be sure to subscribe to Orioles in the Know on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Mm -hmm.